0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua Knoll, and I am here with truly just an amazing, amazing co-host, one of a kind, DJ Tiberius, One Blackwell. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. And we are joined by the legend himself, the founder of Christian Podcasters Association, Eric Nevins. Welcome back to the show, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thanks. You're being generous there. calling me a legend. That's great. Thanks.
0: <laughs> well, it. you are to us. That that, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he was on our show last year for New Year's. So we brought him back for this new year just to ask what's going to be going on. What, what has gone on for Christian podcasters this year? and What are we looking forward to? So we're excited to jump into that conversation. Of course, before we do, we like to review audience engagement. And I'm going to be a little vague with this one. We've gotten a lot of feedback on the episode where i interviewed kristen dumay and we had some positive we had some negative and i just wanted to shout out to everybody who was civil about it whether you agreed or disagreed um i think it's a valuable conversation to have and i'm happy to go through some of the challenges that she brought up with you guys and yeah just been a lot of fun kind of talking to people about that um
1: Joshua, can I that ask you a question? Said, what, what did people? What did they not like? I'm I'm just going to take over your show now. What What did they not like I, from from her?
0: I had a couple people say that it was just racism against white people.
1: Okay, which is kind of racist on its on its own, but okay.
0: I yeah I um it, it's interesting I. I I don't agree, but some of it, I I kind of understand where they're coming from. If you're looking narrow, like really narrowly, only at your own situation and saying, I didn't grow up with any benefits or, you know, I wasn't able to get this job because they're trying to hire more diversity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see from a very narrow view why you think that. But if you look at the big picture. Uh, that that's where I think this conversation comes in.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it, it is, it was really hard for me to understand privilege, right. For a long time. Right. And to understand like where, where I actually had privilege, even though, you know, I didn't grow up rich or anything or like, but, but there's still a level of that privilege. That's a tough concept for people to get around, get their minds around. I, I get mm-hmm. that. It could take some time.
0: Oh yeah. It, and I really think a lot of people just kind of see the title and make assumptions because yeah. really reading through her book and talking to her, a lot of her stuff is just kind of, this is what happened.
1: Yeah. And interpret it. So I, when I had her on my show, uh, the, I, one of the questions I asked her was, is this just like some sort of liberal feminism in, you know, kind of this, you uh, know, describing, you know, uh, disguised as something else. And, um, she thought that was an interesting question, um, uh, but she was really like, not really. She's a conservative, right? She's not <laughs> uh, which is it she works at she teaches at Calvin, right? like she's she grew up Dutch reformed. She still is Dutch reformed. She's not a liberal theologian. She's a historian. And once you make that distinction, I think it made it for me, it just made a whole uh, difference in what she's saying anyway, sorry, I. I like uh Kristen <laughs> kind of me. so anyway that's uh oh yeah you mentioned that yeah. I, I had to chime in oh. on it.
0: Oh yeah, she was a she's a blast to talk to. Um I definitely get where her subjects are challenging and that brings up a lot of hostility. Right. On both sides honestly. Um but yeah, no, she it's interesting cuz she is you know sort of a yeah, evangelical conservative white person. So I'm like uh guys, um <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to challenge ourselves. Anyway, so with that, we're going to get to some levity here. Uh, One of my favorite forms of unity is silliness, because it's just hard to argue when you're being silly. So we'd like to start our episodes off just with a silly question. And TJ and I will answer first, give you time to think about it. Um, If this upcoming year, if 2022 was to be any mythical creature, which creature would you most hope it to be? TJ, do you want to answer first? Uh, I can.
2: Uh, I, I think I would like it to be, uh, probably a unicorn from the almost traditional depiction of unicorns where their horn heals things and they're benevolent and don't hate people.
0: Uh, I think that's, that's the best we could hope for at the moment. Hmm. So, like, My Little Pony unicorn, or like, sure, classic. Okay. I've never, I've never watched My Little Pony, so I'm not gonna. Um. Yeah. Don't blame me. I liked it for a time, and then I I didn't remember. Mostly because. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mostly because I, you know, I. If other people are watching stuff, story's not bad. I'll watch it. I don't really care what it is. Um for me if 2022 were a mythical creature i think i'd like it to be a centaur uh just you know something strong and majestic so I, I just like the imagery there i think it's a good symbol um eric if 2022 were a mythical creature which creature would you most hope it to be
1: yeah you know my uh knowledge of mythical creatures uh leaves a little bit to be desired but uh, so I was just looking up, like, what what could it be? What what are my options here? You know what I'm what I'm thinking about is like leprechauns, but in the nice kind of way, right? Like because what right. I really want 2022 to be is like the nice, you know, funny little man at the end of the rainbow with a pot of gold, uh-huh. right? Like that's uh-huh. giving us gifts. Like I think we've been through, we, we've had the sea monsters, we've had the, uh, you know, the whatever. Evil, wicked dragons. Right. It's time for potty gold. Yeah. That's that, that's my answer.
0: <laughs> so good, <laughs> yeah. friendly. May talk. have very well been a Leviathan,
1: that right? 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: all right. Uh, so we love having return guests on the show, uh, even just to talk about what they've been up to since last time we talked. So, uh, what has 2021 been like for you, Eric? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, so podcast wise or just uh, just generally?
2: Well, you know, whatever you want to tell us.
1: All right, it's been interesting. <laughs> it's uh, you know, generally, uh, certainly this year, just in my my family life, has been kind of one of loss. So, speaking of the leviathan of the last couple of years, uh, twenty twenty, I didn't know anybody who really either got COVID or was really like uh, having a having issues with it. Um, and then this fall we lost a family member to to covid and other things and then also my grandmother passed away and so there's that kind of you know just ruined my fall right because there were lots of like lots of things we had to do some traveling and things uh so that was going on but uh professionally um life uh, i think with podcasting it's been really good so we started i think last year we talked Um, I had started a membership for Christian Podcasters, um, the uh, Christian Podcasters Association Gold membership. And that's been a lot of fun. I've been writing for Podcast Magazine, the Religion and Spirituality section, which is what I was doing right before I hopped on with you guys, uh, which was okay. So that's been uh, very interesting to ask and see kind of what's going on in the whole, not just Christian podcasting, but kind of the whole uh, religious world of podcasting is kind of, kind of interesting to me. Right.
2: All right. So more specifically, uh, what have you been up to with halfway there this year?
1: Yeah. You know, this year on halfway there was uh, definitely a bit of a recalibration for me in some ways uh, just getting back to um, kind of people that interest me and looking for uh, stories that, that I'm kind of interested in. So, one thing that happened earlier in the year, there were a series, I don't know if you guys ever have this, where you have um, people on your show that just sort of change the way you perceive certain things. Uh, but I definitely had yeah, that yeah. early in the year. And actually, uh, Kristen Dumais was one of those people. Her book, Jesus and John Wayne, was just really kind of coming onto the scene and blowing up. And that was fascinating. Uh, for me to see the ways that power had been kind of manipulated um, in the church, which I feel very passionately about. I also had Sheila Ray Gregoire on. She wrote a book called The Great Sex Rescue. Hmm. Um, Kind of anti-purity culture. Also, like a lot of teaching that we'd had. Um, Particularly, I don't know, you guys are a little younger than me, but in the 90s, the sort of purity culture, true love weights kind of stuff. Um, and I also had Laura Beringer and Scott McKnight and they wrote a book called a church called tove uh did you, I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but so good it kind of about the uh um uh what's it where's the place what willow Creek the Willow Creek issue um with Bill Hybels and all that because they go to that church huh. and Scott McKnight is a renowned uh New Testament scholar written written a ton of books um but so he kind of lays out this vision or they, they lay out this vision of what a church looks like if it's an agent of, of tow. So that was kind of my, how I started out the year and then going through some of these other things really left me kind of um just disillusioned a little bit is probably the best word disillusioned with kind of where, where we've been. And uh, now I feel like we're starting to move into being a little more hopeful for what we can create instead. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely get having, <laughs> I mean some people on that really just challenge the whole way you think, especially, you know, we like to talk to people from all kinds of different denominations and backgrounds and, and you know, we get surprised with misconceptions we didn't know we had. And then people <laughs> right. bring up a completely different belief we never heard of. And we're like, what, what do you do with that? Right. Um and then yeah, like you talked about with like Kristen Dumay, whenever I first booked her and going through her book, I had I had to go through it like two or three times because I was like, I just the first time it was like just offensive to me. And then I was like, wait, no, that's that's just history. Yep. (laughs) So then I had to like really digest it. So yeah, yeah I definitely get what you mean with that.
1: But you know what else was really great? I also had um a whole bunch of people on the show. Uh, so I had some, some famous people, like I had Jay Baker on the show. He's, you remember Jim and Tammy Fay Baker, he's their son. And uh, so kind of, you know, and he's pretty far left as far as I, I think he would agree with that. Um, but so that was, that was interesting. But then also around, I had a whole bunch of people who just told the faithful parts of God in their story, you know, and I love that, those kinds of moments. That's kind of probably what keeps me going. This is when I can hear those kinds of stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, I, yeah, (laughs) I get that. Um, Just just, uh, moving on. I know this is kind of switching gears here, but uh, as far as just the whole year for 2021, um, I know you hear from a lot of different people being, you know, leading the Christian Podcasters Association and being part of the um, Podcasters Magazine. Um, what have been some of the greatest challenges for podcasters, and specifically Christian podcasters, during the year twenty twenty one this year?
1: Yeah, well, so I think of a couple things. Um, the biggest problem for most podcasters is still discoverability, getting discovered, helping get yourself in front of people who want to hear your show. Um, that's I don't I still don't know how that's there's a lot of people working on it interestingly i was at podcast movement in august in nashville which was a lot of fun smaller than it usually is i think that was kind of right around the time when delta was surging you know so that was it was kind of interesting that um that just to be at a live event not many people wore masks um But anyway, that's a whole different issue, but it was a really, it was a, it was really interesting. A lot of people. So like I saw Mark Cuban talking about his, uh, his new platform, um, Fireside, which is okay. You know, seems all right, but doesn't, I, I I was like, what is this? This just seems like Clubhouse.
0: Do you think that Clubhouse is going to, going to take off or...
1: You know, I think Clubhouse has definitely dipped a bit in terms of uh, interaction and people kind of getting on there. But you know what? This often happens with new technology. So uh, it'll kind of be really hot and you'll have the early adopters join and then it'll, it'll dip down. And so what happens from here will really determine what happens to Clubhouse. If it If they keep innovating and keep drawing new people, it may spike again and become something else. They just uh, announced, for instance, the ability to record your conversations, right? Well, that's interesting. Um, Hmm. So they, you know, they may be continuing to become, it may turn out to be more of a integral tool for podcasters. I'm not sure. I just have, I just saw people spending so much time on it early in the year. I was like, I can't spend, you know, 10 or 15 hours a week on clubhouse. I'm sorry. I've got other things to do.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. um, I saw David French joined Some, some people had their own. I haven't been on clubhouse yet, so I don't know the right terms. I guess it's like a room. Yeah. And the whole thing was like bashing one of his ideas and he just kind of joined in and started talking to him. I was like, Oh, that's interesting that you think that.
1: Right. And like,
0: man, I, I would have liked to have been there for that.
1: I think that's the beauty of these kinds of uh, situations and kinds of social media, medias, social medias, whatever, um, is that you can actually engage with people about their ideas. You know, you, you, before you had gatekeepers and if, Somebody like David French is writing a newspaper article or a book. People are interacting with it, but it's going to be months, maybe years before he ever sees it. Right. If he ever does. Right. And in a case like that, he can jump in and you can actually have the conversation. That speeds things up so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's
0: a lot of fun for your audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're they're doing their own thing and you're like, let me just drop in here.
1: Right. So cool. So I I, I love stuff like that. I've seen other people do that uh, as well, which is pretty neat.
2: Hey guys, we just wanted to tell you a few of the ways that you can support us. The Whole Church Podcast, your favorite Church Unity podcast.
0: Yeah. So you can subscribe to our show on wherever good podcasts are found. You can rate our show on Apple Podcasts or PodChaser. You can sign up for our newsletter using either our website or by emailing us at thewholechurch@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can share this episode on your own social media accounts. You can donate to our Cash App using the tag down below in the show notes. Or you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thewholechurchpodcast. Yeah,
2: especially that last one. TJ, you always say that. Perhaps I was told to say that. <laughs> However... It's especially true for Patreon. Uh, You get access to a bunch of bonus stuff we do. You support us. We have a lot of goals to reach. It's kind of a great way to support the show.
0: All right. Let's get back to it. then.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. So as far as going ahead, uh, what can we all be looking forward to concerning what you've been working on Uh, for 2022.
1: Yeah, that is a great question. Um, for 2022, I, so I, for most of 2021, I was trying to do a number of larger projects and I realized that I don't like those projects. Uh, (laughs) So going forward, I made a commitment, uh, within just my own business and within Christian Podcasters Association, uh, to really build relationships. So it's going to feel like I'm getting smaller, but uh, I think it's going to long-term going to catapult us further uh, to to where we want to be. So I'm focusing on our membership, which is uh, Christian Podcasters Association, GOLD, and I'm creating content for our our GOLD members. I'm creating experiences on our our Tuesday night meetings uh, for them, which hopefully help them think about their goals and their strategies and all those kinds of things. And then um, I'm also focusing on coaching. I already have a couple coaching clients. uh, So for podcasters who are people who want to start or people who want to, you know, improve their podcasts. uh, And sometimes just other things that mindset issues that they want to deal with. Those are the kind of things I really love. Very personal. I always love getting off those calls and feeling like, hey, we made a breakthrough today. So that's what I'm going for.
0: All right. Awesome, Awesome. Yeah. And I know a few other Christian podcasters, um, on that group and otherwise, uh, listen in here. So hopefully those of us who can, will consider doing that. Um, I am honestly just barely able to do podcasts at this point. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but yeah, I, between like, I do more than what I'm allowed to do for school. I got special permission and then overtime work and it's just, it, and TJ's, gonna become the ceo of uh, chipotle so
1: nice it's, yeah it's
0: true i am going to destroy brian nickel
1: is that because you've invested so much in burritos
2: uh i've invested almost nothing in burritos actually uh
0: all of mine are free usually
1: <laughs> oh nice
0: yeah yeah He just has that much clout that's that's what it, <laughs> what it is yeah oh man uh so all right For those who are listening, you know, we mentioned we have other Christian podcasters listening. And um, I know with the last two years, there's been such an influx of new podcasters. So you have these people who are still kind of testing the waters, figuring out what they're doing. And then some of you people who've been here a while, since there's so many other Christian podcasts out, it's been a little bit harder to grow. And I know there's a lot of challenges right now. Um, Could you offer any just words of encouragement for the Christian podcasters who are facing some of this fatigue and Mm. starting jitters that... I don't know. Maybe something that'll help them.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. So I still believe that it's a great time to get into podcasting. When I started in 2016, I thought, Oh, I missed the, you know, front end, but I'm jumping in, but here we are five years later. And it's still just an awesome time to be, to get in because even though if you look at the statistics, it's like 2.6 million or something, I think is the last number of podcasts that I've seen. Um, and that so, seems like a lot oh there's just so many but here's what you don't see if you unless you dig into the numbers there's a huge number of those are people who during the pandemic had a little extra time and thought maybe I should start a podcast they started a show on anchor or someplace that was free mm-hmm. and didn't cost them anything and didn't they they maybe did one to three episodes and they quit and their feeds are still out there but they're not really being being used. When you start to go down and drill down to shows that are actually still producing content on a semi-regular basis, let's say at least once a month, it ends up being something more like 400 to 450,000 podcasts. And that's divided by 19 different categories. So when you start to think about it like that, yes, there's a lot of people podcasting, but it's not as many as you think. What's happening is podcasts, are just starting to break through into the popular consciousness so that everybody knows what they are and understands how to access them and how to get a hold of them. That's a big deal. So that part is really bodes well for where we're going. And there's actually still a whole lot more room. I contend. So what I love to do is what we do with our membership. It's what we do in CPA is there are so many people who um, have unique niches, I'm going to say that, um, that the, the word which, which is the place where they can put their spin on the gospel. Now, obviously the gospel is always the same, but it's, it's the, uh-huh. for approaching it yeah. from a different facet. Right. So like, um, you know, in our group, we have people who have explicitly Christian podcasts, um, who talk about, you know, the challenge of living, um, the Christian life. We have people who talk about things like trauma, the people think talk about kind of repurposing your life. We have one, um, who, who does a show about quilting, right? That's fascinating. She, it's not explicitly <laughs> Christian, but it's her way of sharing herself in the world. Right. And it comes out. So I love that. And I think there's so much room. I also believe, uh, so I'm preaching here, but I'm uh, just one more thing. Um, I also believe that, uh, you there's nothing quite like starting a podcast for personal growth whether it's because you get to talk to people um that will challenge your perceptions or because you get to you actually have to find your voice and you have to speak in a way that your local church will never disciple you in um that's kind of a big deal and I, I think it's really powerful and there's so now's the time if if you're thinking about doing a podcast, do it we can. I can talk to you about it. You can join Christian Podcasters Association for free on the Facebook group, um, and if you want help doing it, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about the membership or or whatever, but you don't have to pay even to get that stuff. Yeah, right. or to get to get right. to get some help, you do have to pay to get the content, but not. Sorry, I I yeah. gotta clarify that.
0: Yeah, yeah. TJ and I are like um, eternally. And the state that we called uh, being broke, and <laughs> we still get tons of help, so it's, it's great. That's good. good. Oh man, yeah. Um, I I, wonder, I would like to tag on there too. Just free advice. You know, he's talking about how um, all the different. You know how many podcasts are still creating content, and then how many different categories there are. The more you lean into, I feel like the more you lean into your subcategory. Is really kind of where you hit your stride. Um, with this show, you know, we do a lot of just vaguely Christian episodes. You know, we talked to Matt Chandler, we're just kind of talking about what he's doing with with his church. And what what I find is usually we get a lot more traction when we're doing specifically unity. Mm-hmm. We're like really leaning into our thing or uh, with systematic geekology when it's not just a movie review, but it's something about how this geek thing does relate to the faith that it's yeah. people can't find as much other places. That's usually where you get the traction
1: absolutely right so that's that's part of niching down and finding your audience right and find finding what people want to hear and so yeah definitely when i think of unity i think of you guys did you did you talk did you say you talked to matt chandler or you talked about matt chandler
0: oh yeah no we, we talked to pastor matt chandler like uh three weeks three oh, weeks back that's amazing
1: he's he's making a lot of waves right now
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah uh especially <laughs> it's funny because uh, i i booked it and then i'm i'm actively listening through the rise and fall of mars hill and you know, I hear some of what he did there, uh, you know, the part that he played in that story. And I'm like, Oh, hmm. (laughs) didn't even know that.
1: Yeah. His comments though on deconstruction, I'd like to hear them in context, but boy, that was not okay with me.
2: (laughs) But anyway, yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. There you go. So, uh, we can get controversial if you want, but that's against your, that's, that's probably not, uh,
0: unity based. (laughs) Uh, no, we uh we might just have to do another episode sometime to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh we do
2: like to cheat a little on this podcast. Uh what's what's one question you really like to be asked when you guest on other people's shows like this?
1: Um yeah, well, so Rather than not so much about podcasting, but I really love uh, to talk about kind of what I was alluding to there, uh, the spiritual journey and how that works um, and how that's probably different than most of us have been told. Um, That's kind of my that's why I started my show halfway there was to talk about the spiritual journey. And so I love talking about podcasting, but that's really my main my main preference.
2: All right. So, what? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the spiritual journey?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what I what I like to say about my show is that it. I like to describe uh, and tell Christians that the spiritual journey is longer, deeper, and wider than you've been told. And a lot of times, like when I was growing up, the sp- the testimony uh, was my life was terrible that I met Jesus. and Now my life is great, which is awesome, <laughs> except for all the other things that happen, right? Like there, there are lots of well-documented, uh, pieces of the journey, uh, that are difficult. I mean, you don't have to look much further than the Psalms, but if you go into church history, there's people like John of the cross who wrote about the dark night of the soul. And that really does, that really is a real, time and season for people. Um, And I think that's what it it hasn't been handled well in among evangelicals and partly because uh, American evangelicalism, I should say, partly because we um, discount anybody who is not a reformer uh, from the, the reformation and forward um, a Protestant. And also because we only have like these certain, ways of understanding the journey um that should be positive and there's all kinds of things so we don't really have categories for it and that bugs me which is one of the reasons i started my show and one of the reasons i love podcasters who are willing to dive into that stuff as well
0: all right yeah for sure and it's i don't know I, i feel like it's it's healthy and useful for other people to hear you know they're not the only ones who didn't get this picturesque perfect life after they said their, you know, sinner's prayer or whatever. So
1: right. I mean, I'm, the reality is nobody gets that, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what we like it to be. Um, very rarely have I talked to anybody, um, and they haven't had a some sort of season where they questioned God, where they were wondering about what God was up to or whether He was there or cared or real at all. So most people experience that at some point. And if you don't have a category for it, it can be, it can be a real problem. So that's why I was a little upset about what Matt Chandler said, for instance, about how, Hey, if you, if you, what he says is basically, Hey, if you ever really experienced the love of Christ, you wouldn't go through that. That's, that's just historically and spiritually um dense. Like it's not, that doesn't take into account the actual experience of God's people for thousands and thousands of years. And I think he should do some research because I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think he's right.
0: Yeah. I haven't looked into the context or anything of what that was about, what he said there. Um, what I will say is there's plenty of people in the Bible who uh, like Jeremiah, who basically begged to yeah. no longer have to believe in God and uh, just couldn't do it.
1: Right. Well, my my favorite passage is when Elijah, after the uh, situation with the, on the hill, you know, where he calls down fire and kills everybody, and then he runs away for his life and he's depressed and he feels like, oh, I'm the only one. And I'm, you know, he has these three complaints to God. And it's funny, if you watch the way that God treats him, it's really interesting. He he, um, answers every single one of his objections. Uh, but first he says, Hey, take a nap, eat some food, right? Get some sleep, <laughs> get something to yeah. eat. You're going to be okay. And it does it for several days. He does that. And then he answers every single one of his objections with kindness, with care. And that's then when God sends him back out on, on, on a, on a mission, but that that's the way God handles it. He doesn't just say, Hey, it doesn't exist. That's bunk. That is not, that is not spiritually responsible. And f- from somebody, and again, context, I will give you that. But for somebody with so much influence to say something like that is, I think, uh spiritually irresponsible. So I'm starting up yeah, controversy well, no. on your church about your, your podcast about unity. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: Well, we we love talking about contra- controversy specifically because <laughs> I feel like if you don't talk about the controversy and you don't talk about the diversity, you never actually get to unity. You just have this fake version where you act like there's no problems. And sometimes there is sometimes right. we have problems with what each other say and the important thing is that we do find a way to reconcile and call one another brother, even when we think each other's wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and what, I, what I'll tag on to you, what you said, and this, this will be my last note on it. Um, and I apologize. I did not know we were going to talk about this, so I don't have the verse handy. But uh, one of the one of the things that come with the Holy Spirit is perseverance. You see that all throughout the Bible, and well, um, I believe Jesus says it. I know it's in the New Testament. There's a verse that says perseverance comes from suffering. So, I, just kind of a biblical concept that, uh, yeah, stuff's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Peter talks about that, uh, in both of his epistles, he talks about perseverance and suffering and they absolutely, that's a thing that, that you should expect. It's just part of being, being a believer. So.
0: Yeah. So on that happy note, we'll all be united in suffering and (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to my last question. Oh boy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I, I love when that happens. Honestly. Um, (laughs) so one thing and again this is shifting gears again uh we always like to ask our guests just um if you had to give our audience just a single tangible action something they could go out and do right now that would help maintain the unity in the church what action would you have people do
1: um i think i would say I'm I'm guessing that last time, if we if, I don't know if you asked me this question last time, I would say normally ask a question, right? Um, and then uh, also listen to the response. And I think right now, that's what I would what I would say. Uh, I would say if, you, if particularly if you were concerned about people deconstructing or people who are identifying with that movement, um, ask them some questions about that. Before you judge them and before you decide that they are just out there or wanting to be liberal, or there was a famous article from the gospel coalition saying people are only deconstructing because they want to sin. That dude needs to ask some questions. So just ask some questions first, listen to some answers and uh, see what it's really about because it may not be about what you think.
0: Yeah. And uh, Pastor Matt, if you're listening to this and you would like to debate Eric Nevins on the whole church podcast, please let <laughs> us know.
1: Matt, yes. And shoot me an email, man. Let's talk because you can come on my show. Too. <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, so what do you think we would see change if uh, everyone took your advice and started asking those questions?
1: Uh, I think we'd have a lot more conversations, you know, and I think we, we may not always agree. But like we don't have to agree. And I think you guys talk about that where you don't, you don't have to always agree. You just said it right. We have to agree to be unified, but at least if we're aware of why people have those positions, then we're we can talk about it. And we can put it on the table, and we can have those discussions. Um, I think the vast majority of people, for instance, who are deconstructing, are doing it because they're concerned about the church and the evangelical American Evangelical Church. I want to make that distinction um, more than they are with you know they're with with christ right they're not trying to leave christ they're trying to find christ in a place where they haven't found him and that's a whole different deal and it's it does it it does matter a lot so i think if people would ask that question perhaps we'd find that those questions are valid and we need to we we need to do something about it
2: all right well thank you so much yeah Uh, Now it's time for our God moment segment. We do every episode and it's just a a moment in your life recently where you saw God, whether that be a a moment of worship or a challenge or a blessing. And uh, I always like to make Josh go first. (laughs) You sure do. (laughs) I do. Uh, Yeah. It gives myself and our esteemed guest more time to think.
0: Yeah. And I like to switch things up. So TJ, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Um. so this is this is kind of a weird one, just because it's it's not a specific moment per se, but uh, you know, all throughout this week and just recently, I just have a lot going on. Um, preparing for the LSAT, I am doing finals this week. Uh, we have some a really busy workload right now at work, and my dog just got fixed and is in the other room being pitiful. And there's a lot going on that I feel like just like thinking about it, that I should feel overwhelmed and I just don't. So, you know, I'm just uh, going to thank God for blessing me with peace. that your understanding, I guess to throw my Bible verse in there for the day. All right.
2: I, uh, for me, it is a moment of worship a blessing, I guess. But uh, I, since the last time we recorded an episode, I have moved into an apartment uh, with mm. a couple of good friends. Uh, so that's been going pretty good. Uh, we can't afford real groceries until tomorrow. So if anyone <laughs> would like to help out, uh, my cash app is uh, Tages Jackson.
0: Uh, do you but, guys have uh, Patreon? Yeah, you have need groceries Patreon. by the time this releases. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well,
2: it'll still be true, probably. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, super grateful for that. Uh, Eric, do you have a, do you have a God moment for us?
1: Um, you know, I had a moment not too long ago. So, uh, and I'm not just trying to shoehorn this in, but it was right before one of our uh, CPA gold meetings on a Tuesday night. I was kind of getting ready and I was playing some worship music and I'm not an avid worship music listener. Um, but occasionally I put it on and I came into, um, the meeting and I was kind of fired up. And people were noticing like, geez, Eric. Okay, Eric's Eric's very, you know, very energetic tonight. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess maybe uh maybe that's maybe I need to listen to more worship news. <laughs> so been trying to do that. But that's uh that was kind of an interesting thing. Like, oh yeah, that's I feel like maybe this is the Holy Spirit driving me a little bit. Sounds good. All
0: right. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God.
2: All right. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Eric. Uh, thank you so much for all of y'all's time audience uh if you enjoyed this episode please consider sharing it with a friend or an enemy uh, you always have that option and uh I love come that. back next week yeah and
1: uh, that's the most christian Erica. you've ever heard that's like that's like the uh the <laughs> the absolute sermon on the mount close share this podcast with your enemies that's great <laughs>
2: yeah. you know we try <laughs>
0: Oh man. Uh, so Erica, where can people find you and follow halfway there? Yeah.
1: Uh, well you can find halfway there anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there just search halfway there, search my name and we'll come up and there's lots of good stuff there. And, uh, would love, would love to have you do that. Or you can reach out to me. I'm, I'm available on Facebook or, uh, just go to ericnevins.com and hit that contact button. I'd be happy to chat with you.
2: All right. Uh, So y'all go check him out. Uh, Some future guests for our show. uh, We have return guest Kelly O'Sullivan, longtime friend of the podcast and Anglican minister. Uh, Dr. Russell Moore, director of Christianity uh, for today's public theology project. Uh, A big seven part series about church offices with uh, 11 different church leaders contributing. And at the end of season one, uh, Francis Chan will be on the show. Yeah, he just doesn't know, but he'll probably figure it out. Season one's not ending until he's on the
0: show. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I can't wait. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah,
0: We can't wait either. It's been 120 episode long season
1: so far.
2: Yeah. We have one piece seasons. (laughs) But uh, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for your time, Eric. And uh, hop on over to Patreon if you want to hear our very last segment.